Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint, and with me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hi, Jim. Hey, Happy New Year, Kimberly. Happy New Year to you. So good to see you as the new year dawns. And as we're looking forward to the new year, it's like a clean piece of paper upon which no one has yet written a word. That's right. There's so much to discover and unfold. And whenever you look ahead at a new year, you have to wonder what good things are in store. Even as sometimes we're sobered by, what if something happens on my piece of paper that's not so good? Mm-hmm. We just have to look forward and walk forward with faith. And this week on Viewpoint, we want to talk about future and about how life is worth living and how there's so much yet still to discover. And Kimberly, when we come back, I want to ask you about an absolutely <laughs> life-altering event in the last few weeks at your house, which will make this new year different than anyone you've seen before. I can't wait. Stay with us. Kimberly Majeski, here we are at the dawn of the year 2015. Who can, can you believe? Who could imagine that we'd be alive in 2015? <laughs> no. Oh, you, you're young. Me, it's, this Thank is you. an achievement. This Thanks achievement. for saying that. <laughs> That's right. But as you're looking at 2015, I know that you and your husband, Kevin, are looking at this year differently than any year before because, because. just a few weeks ago, what happened at your yes. house? We welcomed a new baby boy. Our son, Max, was adopted and has changed everything in the universe for us. That is so, so exciting. And, you know, I'm an adopted person, so I'm all about adoption. I think it has tremendous capacity to bless and to give life. And I'm so Mm -hmm. thrilled that you and Kevin are experiencing this under your own roof. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about adoption, often we imagine that there's a long process where there's all this negotiation, so Mm -hmm. on. And I know you and Kevin had thought about adoption for a long time, but Max appeared kind of suddenly, didn't he? Yes. We uh, we had been in the system for a couple of years, but because of different things that had happened in our own family story, different losses and, and you know, the ups and downs and ebb and flow of family stories, it had kind of been on the back burner. We filled out all the paperwork, we'd done all the home studies, and we were ready. But the thing that you have to kind of uh, embrace when you're uh, waiting to adopt is that you just live your life, and uh, someday you might get the call. You typically get the call, and you work with a birth mother and over a course of a few months and uh, negotiate terms of what your lives together will look like. But that didn't happen in our case. Well, and normally you'd have a little sense that, well, there's a likelihood of an adoption in the future, and you'd get your room ready for a new yes. baby. You might get a crib or a few blankets and things. <laughs> might buy a pacifier. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a baby bottle, a few incidentals. Right, just a couple things. But in your case, none, none of that happened. No. You're at home one Sunday just minding your own business, and then what? One Sunday afternoon, feet up, having that Sunday afternoon nap, and we got a phone call. Uh, Our attorney called my husband, and uh, a miracle had happened. A young woman who had not been working with the agency had given birth to a healthy baby boy and had uh, the hospital had contacted our agency, and she had picked our profile, and could we come and pick up our baby in the next hour? In the next hour, yes. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. The hospital's about 30 minutes from your house, yeah. approx, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. You and Kevin get in the car, drive over there. Well, and... first I curled my hair. I have to tell you, uh, I w- we, they said, throw a bag together. You'll have to spend the night with him. So I said to my husband, should I just tie my hair back? And he says, no, you don't want to meet your son with your hair a mess. <laughs> so I did curl my hair for of my first meeting. Of course you did. Yes. Of course you did. <laughs> and we, we rushed there. And uh, really, uh, he was born at 538 on October 11th. And he was delivered to us at 538 on October 12th. 
just most extraordinary. And you brought little Max home. Brought him home. And had to scramble for all the blankets and the pacifiers and everything. Mm -hmm. But some friends gathered around. Yeah, my girlfriends. It's beautiful because uh, I had just said the week before, you know, one day we'll get the call and we'll just have to pull it off. And uh, I have some great friends who uh, just came over and brought what they had hand-me-down nightgowns and a crib. I had thought, well, we'll put him in a laundry basket tonight. He'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, a friend had brought over a bassinet, and they, they got us through those first nights and then through us a wonderful shower, and we couldn't be more blessed. And you and Kevin did not have other children before. This is your no. firstborn son. First ever. And as I even speak the words, firstborn son, mm. all I can think about is that other firstborn son, famously yes. in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, Kimberly... Given your own experience, I'm going to guess that our text today is going to jump off the page with fresh power. Yes. Because we want to talk about that baby Jesus, whose birth we just celebrated at the end of December. Mm -hmm. Now in the new year, the story continues just like our stories continue. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2 when we come back. Not the birth of Jesus, but the way in which he was presented to the Lord after he was born. We know there are people listening to us today who sometimes have questions about what they hear, or they'd just like to reach out and have somebody pray with them or help direct them to a local fellowship of believers that might be a family for them where they live. And we want you to know we are glad to hear from you always. Just give us a call. Dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. A live member of our CBH ministry team is waiting to hear your voice. And Kimberly, if someone didn't want to call but just wanted to go online, what would they do? Yeah, they could visit us online at cbhviewpoint.org. Send us a message and someone will get right back to you. Or write me a letter. Just address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. We've been talking, Kimberly, about this new year and how the new year at your house is somewhat different because you have a new baby boy. (laughs) and. To our listening audience, even if you don't have a new child this year, maybe you've never had a child, a new year is like a new life. Right. It is still to unfold. There's so much to hope for, so much to dream for, so much to sacrifice for that it might turn out well. And as we're thinking about this new year, new life, the new baby at the Majeski house, (laughs) I'm drawn to Luke chapter 2, which tells the story of the birth of Jesus. And after he's born, we understand the story in Bethlehem, and we know about the angels, and ultimately there will be wise men that visit. But when the baby boy is just a few days old, his parents follow and observe the custom of their faith at the time, which is to take that child and present him before the Lord. Kimberly, you have your scripture open at Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Read for us from the word itself just what happened next. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says... If a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
the New Testament there is quoting from the Old Testament mm -hmm. about the Lord's requirements for infant boys. Right. And Joseph and Mary are faithful to that teaching, and they're bringing their boy to the temple to present him to the Lord. There's so much here. I know that you, uh, Kimberly, are a Hebrew scholar. You, you love this ancient history of the Old Testament age especially. Mm -hmm. What could you tell us about this custom? The fact that people brought their children before the Lord, what do you think was happening there in the ritual, in the ceremony? Right. This is a, a, a truly theological statement. The law requires that you give back to God what God has given to you. And so it's much like the offerings and the sacrifices that we see required for the ingathering or harvest and the different blessings and abundances of life throughout the Hebrew canon. What you do here is uh, symbolic of the fact that everything that you've been given is from God, and you give it back to God so that God can use it how God would see fit. And sometimes when a child is born, there's a sense of pride properly placed in the parent's heart and in their eyes, their smile, this is my child, mm -hmm. and there's a lot to be proud of. Mm -hmm. And whether that child comes to you by birth or through the gift of adoption, we naturally want to be proud of our children. Mm -hmm. But this concept of dedication at the beginning helps us keep in perspective that the child is above all other things a gift, mm -hmm. a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And Joseph and Mary understood this, and their own child was born in the most extraordinary circumstances. Mm -hmm. And they would never forget that this was more than just flesh and blood. This was more than just some child that came into their house. This was a gift from God, and every child is. You know, it's interesting, too, because Joseph and Mary are already in Bethlehem because of, as Luke tells us here, because of the census. And to go to the temple, then they have to make the way to Jerusalem, which you and I have made that trip before. Uh, of course, they're on foot. And, I mean, it took a great deal of dedication, preparation. It took means and resources for them to be able to make this trip. And yet their faith the practice and ritual of their belief was so strong that they followed through with this because this is who they were, right? They're faithful to the practices and beliefs of their faith and of their worship of God. This is the living out of that, and we get a glimpse into how devout and how dedicated they are to making these steps. And when we think about perfect parenting, when we think about embracing the future in the most appropriate ways— Surely there could not be anyone who has walked in this world before us better suited to model for us than Joseph and Mary. Mm -hmm. So far as we can tell, they did all things well. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, let's talk about some of the implications of their act of faithfulness then for us here now. Come true And every star you 
As this new year dawns, we're thinking about ways in which we honor God by acknowledging that our children are gifts from Him. And we're also thinking about the way in which the gift of a new year is a gift of life Mm -hmm. and how it needs to be embraced and invested in, just like we would as parents for a newborn child. Kimberly Majeski, our co-host today, and her husband Kevin have been so excited to receive a newborn boy into their house just in the last few weeks, their first child, a little boy named Max. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you receive Max into your arms... I know that you made plans in short order mm-hmm. to dedicate him to the Lord. And of course, we're not going to the temple in Jerusalem anymore. The world has changed. The New Testament gospel frame of religious and community life is different than it was in the Old Testament frame. But the principles are still there. Yes. The idea of acknowledging before witnesses that my child is not just mine. Mm-hmm. He is the Lord's. Mm-hmm. is something that you and Kevin embraced for little Max Can you tell me why you did that? What did you think was happening as you brought your little boy before the Lord in the company of witnesses in a service of worship? 
Well, you know, in our uh, faith tradition, we believe that God loves and covers children in God's grace, and that the practice of dedication is very much like baptism, this outward expression of a deeply held belief. And so we wanted to, as soon as we could, say to the world and to our family and to our community, this baby is a miracle, and God gave him to us, and we're grateful, and in obedience and reverence and humility, we want to give him back to God. And so you did. And so we did. In the company of witnesses. And it's, it's an important marker in your own life that will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. You will never forget the moment. You can visualize until your dying day, that day you stood in the front of that chapel with your baby in your arms, mm-hmm. presenting to the Lord. But it's also a witness to the people who stand by you. Right. They also see your faith at work in the way in which you are offering your child to the Lord and, and receiving him as mm-hmm. a gift from God. Mm-hmm. In my practice as a pastor for many years, whenever someone stepped forward and said, we'd like to dedicate our child to the Lord, I often reflected about Jesus receiving children to himself. Mm-hmm. In his own ministry, he always made time yeah. for parents who had children and they just wanted the touch of the master's hand. They just wanted Jesus to be able to bless their child. They didn't understand everything about Jesus, but they knew he was sent from heaven and that if he could touch, if he could bless, if he could have some kind of impact on even their little children's lives, those children would be better for it. Mm -hmm. And it was also an act of faith on the parents' part when they brought the child to Jesus because not everybody thought Jesus was all of that. And when they brought their children there to him, they were making a statement to others. We think this Jesus is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And so today we encourage families to bring their children to the body of Christ, which is the church, the yes. believers. We are the body of Christ in this period between his first and second coming. And whenever someone would do so when I was a pastor, I always asked them some questions. I asked them to yes. declare their faith. Do you believe that Jesus is Lord? Yes. Do you renew your marriage vow? as a gift to your child, because husbands and wives with children in their arms have a chance to give a gift to their child by recommitting Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And being faithful to that wedding vow is the greatest gift you can give to your child, save an introduction to Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Yes, we renew our vows. And then I say, and is it your intention today to dedicate yourselves to raising this child in the knowledge of God? your, your baby is not going to remember this, but you will remember it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the blessing, where the body of Christ becomes the embrace of Christ mm-hmm. and holds the child and blesses mm-hmm. that baby. There is something spiritually, intellectually, mm-hmm. and emotionally powerful in this process. And Joseph and Mary acknowledged it with Jesus. That's right. You've done so with Max. And we want to encourage everyone here to think about that if you've not done it already with your children to just stand forward in the company of other believers and acknowledge that your child is a gift from God. There is power in this exercise. But in a similar way, Kimberly, as someone might be listening today thinking, well, that's all well and good for those who are parents today. Mm -hmm. It occurs to me that as the new year comes and as I sat watching TV on New Year's Eve and the famous Times Square ball drop and all that, (laughs) you know, some of our visual imaging is of a baby coming with the new year. The old year kind of creeps out, aged, and a new baby comes representing Mm -hmm. the new year. And for all of us, Apart from our children, we have a new year that we can dedicate to. Yeah. 
And even the dedication of, of Jesus, of Max, of we talked about it today, it flows out of that Hebrew understanding. Every good and perfect gift is from God. And so when you receive something, you give it back to God. If it's one more year of life, it's just like a new child. You give it back. You surrender it over to the purpose and power of God. And there's something to be said for in the dawn of the year, standing with other believers and acknowledging, I know my life is a gift. And this year is a gift to me, and I surrender it to God and dedicate myself to Him as I walk through the days and months ahead. It might seem like a small thing, but it actually is a very powerful thing. Mm. And today, for all of our listening audience, we want to encourage you to start this new year, dedicate yourself, and surrender this year into the Lord's hand. And if you have a child that you've not dedicated yet, maybe this is the year to contact a pastor to visit the body of Christ and say, I want to acknowledge my child as a gift from God and seek the Lord's blessing on him or her. Well, today, wherever you are in life, we want to invite you to pray with us as the new year dawns and just take a step with us towards that God who is the giver of life now with us in prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful for this new year. And even as the last year is closed, we are thankful for a new year to dawn. We know that there will be some unexpected surprises in the year ahead, some things that we cannot foresee. There will be headlines we could not imagine. There will be some things perhaps that will give us pause to wonder and maybe a loss suffered, but we also know there will be life and great and wonderful things to experience as we watch for them and trust you for them and make it our ambition to bless others and bring good things to them. And so we dedicate ourselves, Lord. We know that we live and breathe by your gift of life and we dedicate the life you've given us to your service in this year to come. We admit, Lord, that we have not lived according to your plan exactly always, that our lives have been stained, that we have failed, that sin has sometimes been a part of us. But because of the work of Jesus on the cross, we know that we can be forgiven, set free, and made new. And at the dawn of this new year, we dedicate ourselves and this year to you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, be my 
you'd like to reach out and talk with us about anything, if you'd like us to pray with you, or if you'd like to know where you might find a fellowship of believers that can embrace you and love you too, well, just give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always by the phone waiting for you to call. Or you can visit us online at cbhviewpoint.org. Send us a message and we'll reply. Or send me a letter. Just write to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. Kimberly Majeski, we are so excited for this year, 2015, at the Majeski House. Yes, How awesome I, to I watch Max grow up. And we're so excited for you to join us on this first week of the new year. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we continue in this series about new life for the new year. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.